Our very own limitations. How are they formed and how do we smash through them to discover our own limitless potential? This is the Limitless Man Podcast. Today's guest is a good friend of mine. We bumped into each other over our personal development journeys, and he's now an anxiety coach who's spent the majority of his life himself suffering from debilitating anxiety. After many failed attempts and spending over 50 grand in trying to heal his own anxiety, he pretty much found out what works and what doesn't work from that. So he now specializes in guiding men through their own anxiety and breaking free from its control. His biggest challenge to date has been a major anxiety attack back in 2019, which pretty much came out of nowhere. And he almost lost everything. So uh, Aaron Cartwright, welcome, man. And thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you. And that was a good uh, intro. Well done. <laughs> All good, mm. mate. I hope I did it justice. But It was very good. Very good. <laughs> Aaron, what I'd like to do, man, like anyone that, anyone that comes on, I'd like to give them the opportunity. Just give us a bit of a story, a bit of a spill up until this point of your life, because you've had quite a bit of experience. You started off, you know, in the fitness industry. So you basically <clears> come from, you know, physical health, now transi- yep. transitioning over a lot to mental health. So go for it, man. Beautiful. All right. Well, I'll, I'll try to keep it as short as I can, but detailed. So basically growing up with anxiety, very shy kid, very um, anxious, but I didn't know I was anxious, you know, just shy. didn't want to, you know, be socializing and I grew up and that was a bit of a struggle for me. Overweight, very overweight, low confidence growing up. Then basically I started boxing at about 15 years old. Lost a shitload of um, cussware in here. Go for it, man. Beautiful. Lost a shitload of uh, weight when I was 15. Gained confidence. I was like, okay, like fitness is the way to feel better. Um, eventually, I become a PT because obviously I know what it felt like to be overweight and hating myself and all that kind of stuff. Became a PT um, and loved helping people. Loved helping people lose weight and, 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 see changes in them physically, mentally, emotionally, all that kind of stuff. Loved it. Um, then I ended up having a gym. So I, I built a gym again, loved it, but something wasn't clicking fully with me. Like I was having people come to me, you know, and they were, they were depressed and all this kind of stuff and they're losing weight and they were pretty happy with that, but they were, they were still having issues. And I was still having issues in my life too. I could see the correlation in my life and their life. I knew there was something deeper Obviously met you at the Mojo Master uh, event, Thrive Time, went to that, jumped into that, realized like, this is what I want to do. This is the deeper stuff, mindset, and, and go a little bit down the rabbit hole. Started going down the rabbit hole um, and started working myself out, working all my my issues out, you know, working out why I act certain ways, why I do this, you know, why do I overeat in the first place? Why do I do this? And started working myself out. Um, became a mindset coach while I had the gym. So I, I was running a gym. Plus, I started doing mindset with, with clients. And that was going really well. Everything was like, I started doing really well. You know, uh, the gym started off not very good, like not much money coming in. Um, got better at business, better at marketing and sales, and, and just got better as a trainer, really, and grew that to a pretty decent um, 
income every week and I was doing really well. 2019, had a girlfriend. She was great. Everything seemed pretty well on the outside. I was doing mindset work. Like everything was pretty good. And out of nowhere, I had this massive anxiety attack. Like fucking out of nowhere. And you um, say that, can I just ask them, what do you mean by massive attack? Did it happen like in a, in a short, short amount of time or was it over a prolonged period of time? Like how would you it describe was, it? It was like, yeah, it, basically I felt it happened out of nowhere. So basically I'll tell you the actual moment that it happened. I was leading up to it. I didn't know it was like, I didn't feel anxious. I didn't feel like any, and I'll explain why I realized why I didn't feel that. Um, I didn't feel that. I'll, I'll tell you why after, but leading up to it, I didn't feel it on the day. There was a morning. I was, I was writing out my stuff in the morning, like planning my day for the business. And this overwhelming sensation through my body just come through my body. Like I can't even describe it. It was like a flush of like adrenaline. And this is in the morning as I'm sipping coffee. Like I was, sip- I did that every day. I have coffee. It wasn't really the coffee, but I, it was like an overwhelming rush of adrenaline that shouldn't have been there in the morning, which was never there before. And it just come over me and I just, <gasps> I was in my car and I just, <gasps> and I had to get out my car. And <gasps> I was, it took about five minutes. <gasps> it was like this. I was like, what the fuck? Like I thought I was dying. Yeah. And, um, and it freaked me out because I didn't know where it come from. It wasn't like I was having anxiety attacks before that or even anxiety really before that. I felt like I was on pretty good wicket. I thought I was doing pretty good. Mm. Um, and then after that, I went on a bit of a downhill spiral thinking like obviously some of the tools that I learned didn't, wasn't working for that thing in particular. Um, and I went on a pretty downward spiral and um, I was having some bad anxiety, like really bad daily anxiety for a while. And basically cut a long story short with that. I, I, I found some other mentors that do with anxiety and, and some other stuff, some other modalities. And I pretty much learned that I was burning out, massively burning out. And, um, and I wasn't looking, I wasn't taking care of myself. So I was just uh, on autopilot. I was just working, 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 working. I was building up this business. I was, I was trying to keep my relationship together. Everything seemed well and everything was going pretty well, but at the expense of my emotional health and I didn't see it coming and it just crashed on me and, Went on a downhill spiral. Anyways, found some mentors, healed a lot of my anxiety. And a lot of that anxiety that was coming up was actually from childhood stuff as well coming up. It was mixed in with the, the burnout and everything would just come up at once. And um, and yeah, began to heal that and realized like, fuck, like I don't want to do the gym anymore. That wasn't my thing. Like this is what I want to dedicate my life to. That, that was so scary. It was such a blessing in disguise because it was so scary that it made me realize that um, being in the fitness industry wasn't really for me at that time. I, I was, it was time to leave. And um, yeah. And I, I went full time into helping people with anxiety after I healed my own anxiety and now I help men do the same thing. And a lot of men are struggling with exactly what I just said as well. So it's crazy. Yeah. You know what, man? I mean, I, I know you said you were into this while you were running the gym. So mm-hmm. you always had this mindset component behind what you were doing at your gym. Mm. How, how like close are the two related, like the physical and I guess the emotional or the mindset? I mean, you've seen it with weight loss before, mm. but like how crucial is it? Like how important is it? How, how, how would you describe the relationship between the mind and the body? The Yeah, they're very close. They're very, very close. Now, I, I, I've separated now, now 
because I went through that, now I separate it between physical body, mental, and emotional. So, you know, emotional is in the body. Mental is like in the mind. And then body is obviously your physical body. But they all do relate. They all do relate. If you look at, if you take care of one, generally it's going to help the others, but not all the time, not all the time. So it's, I'm not going to say it's black and white. Like you, you look after your, your, your physical health and you're going to be fine mentally and emotionally. If you look after your emotional health, doesn't mean you're always going to be amazing physically, but typically they do inter, interlock, but um, it's not always black and white. That's what I learned too. Cause at that time of that anxiety attack, I was very physically healthy. I was yeah. probably, I was down to 13%, which body fat, which is low for me. Yeah. So I was pretty good physically, which is, so yes, it does help, but then no, it's not always the only thing, but yeah. they do help. Okay. Yeah. I can relate to, obviously I, I, I've grown up overweight as a kid, like obese, obese, mm. overweight. And mm. they've gone through cycles over the years, like going, you know, fluctuating, going up and down. Mm. I lost a, a, you know, a shitload of weight myself when I was about 17 um, but it's it's always been a battle and anxiety. I was quite an anxious kid myself as well. Mm. And I've I've learned to deal with that better. But obviously, from someone who specializes now in this area, what do you think anxiety is? Like mm. I know we all have it, or we all have a, a feeling that we describe as anxiety, but yeah. What is anxiety? That's a good question. Too a lot of people don't actually know what anxiety is. There's a lot of different answers. Here's the best one I've ever found, and this is what I, I relate to the most, which is Anxiety, so a lot of people think anxiety is just the mind, just like thinking, 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 I'm anxious, I've got anxious thoughts. That's a part of anxiety. There's really two parts that I've found, two major parts of anxiety. There is the mind, so you've got anxiety in the mind, which is the 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 thoughts, the never-ending thoughts, the um, intrusive thoughts, the, the uh, impending doom thoughts, all that kind of stuff, overthinking, worst-case scenarios. But then there's the body. And the body holds the alarm. So we call it the alarm. The alarm feeds the the anxiety. The anxiety feeds the alarm. They feed each other. So there's two separate bits to anxiety. And what I realized was um, there's two things to healing anxiety, which I was doing the mental side of things, but I wasn't working with the body. And a lot of people who work with just the body forget the mind. So it's really important that I found with anxiety to if you want to heal it really deeply, it's to do both because there's two separate bits to it. How do we do that? Like, where do we start with with the mind? Obviously, it all starts from the mind and our thinking and our thoughts and and whatnot. So, mm. what's what's a tip or what's a starting point where you go right? Start doing this as if you're going to do one thing. At least try try this mm. and 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 see where it takes you. So what? So if someone comes to me and they're, they're really anxious and they don't know any of this, they don't know anything, and there's one tip I give them, it's, it's to start regulating the, the breath. That's the number one because the thing is, um, if you just work with the mind, I, a lot of anxiety, I, when I've worked with people with anxiety, I'm talking like not low levels of anxiety, you probably get away with low levels of anxiety just in the mind, just working on your mind. But really, it's it's the nervous system that's dysregulated. So when you've got some like deep anxiety and you've got anxiety attacks and you've got social anxiety and all this kind of stuff, we want to calm the body. We want to calm. If you calm the body, the mind automatically calms down. So really doing things to calm the body. So regulating your breath is one of the easiest and fastest ways 
to calm the nervous system, which calms the mind. I find if someone's really dysregulated and they try to like balance their thoughts or think different thoughts and all that, it can work, but it's, I've found it even more effective to do the body first and then work on the mind later. That's interesting, man. Like I know, obviously I've heard of a guy called Wim Hof before. So he's, um, yeah, yeah, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, is, is a lot of your work or your philosophy based on, uh, similar. On like, so, so his stuff is, his stuff is really good. Yeah. He, he, so, Wim Hof does the breath work where you, the breath holds and all that, which is amazing to regulate your nervous system. So I do another one called Soma breath work, very similar, but you you hold your breath and it just calms the nervous system down. So then you can actually work with the mind because it's like telling, it's like a child. If you, if a child is anxious and you're just telling them to, to think is different thought or whatever, it's not going to work too well because they're too erratic. They can't, they actually, they haven't got access to thinking. They're in survival. But if you can calm their little bodies down, then they can relax and then they can actually take information and change their thoughts and all that. So the body is really the thing to work with if you've got high levels of anxiety first and then the mind. Okay. And with men, right? Obviously, you specialize just just with men. So you work exclusively with men. I work with females too, but yeah, mainly men. Mainly men. How are we different? I know that, you know, we all like to think we're, we're, we're the same. I think there are differences. Obviously, we've got much higher levels on average. This is, I'm, I'm generalizing, but much higher mm. levels of testosterone mm. that run through our system. Um, society, mm. obviously, society pressures are different between the two. Um, both have different pressures, but how would you say it's an issue for men? Like, and, and how are we different? Yeah, it's good. It's a good question because, well, as far as anxiety, so if I'll just talk anxiety alone. Um, the, so obviously men and females both have anxiety, but I find that the anxiety is different as far as where it comes from. So for men, it typically comes from uh, being a failure. <laughs> so like them having a wound of feeling like a failure, a lot of anxiety comes from that. And a lot of anxiety for females comes from like abandonment issues. So like being abandoned when they're younger physically or emotionally causes a lot of um, anxiety in females. So there's, I, I find generally we both have anxiety, but they on, in general, they come from a little bit different sources. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of men have like anxiety about performance and feeling like a failure as a man or, or, or looking weak as a man, like the, the very fact that men feel weak if they show emotions causes anxiety for men. Because the, because a lot of anxiety, if, if think of anxiety as like anxiety is like the surface level when you feel anxiety and deep. The reason why we're feeling anxiety a lot of the time is because there's stuff bottled up that we don't know how to release and we're, we're trying to hold it down and it's very shaky to hold down. We're trying to keep our emotions down and we don't want other people to see us. So we get anxious if you look at it like that. And um, if we can just allow emotions to come up and feel free, that actually clears a lot of anxieties for men. Cause a lot of, for a lot of men, a, a lot of anxiety is actually yeah. just because we don't know how to show emotions for females. Typically they don't have that problem as much because they're a lot better at showing emotions. Yeah. Yep. Like I said, they have, they have different kinds of anxiety. I mean, we're terrible at showing emotion. I think as a as a whole, uh, we really struggle. 
Yeah. I think uh, I think we place a lot of our self-worth on, you know, how well we provide. So whether that's through our career. That's right. That's another one. Mo- yeah, money, providing. how much money we're making or lack of. I think, and I think, you know, I think this is a, a slippery slope, but it, it's, it does happen. Um, we just, yeah, we judge ourselves based on, yep. you know, our livelihoods, you know, how well we're doing as, as, you know, as providers for, That's you know, right. for ourselves, our families. And, you know, I've noticed a lot in the last, I mean, we're recording this in October, 2021 mm-hmm. and, and the last, the best part of the last two years, obviously we've, we've gone through the, um, you know, the COVID fiasco and, you know, pandemic and a lot of livelihoods have been threatened. I was talking to a good friend of mine. She's a funeral celebrant and she's been telling me this. This is amazing. And she's been in the industry for a long time. And and she made a comment to me a couple of weeks ago when, when I saw her and that was that, you know, typically she'd do one suicide every three months generally leading up to COVID. Right. And nine times out of 10, that suicide was male. Mm. You might have one out of 10 that that's a female and she's based in Adelaide. I won't say her name, but yeah, she's based here Mm -hmm. in Adelaide. She reckons that when COVID started and we started with the lockdowns, she was doing it at one point, she was doing three a week. So you've gone from one every three months to three a week. And Mm. I think, you know, where your work so valuable, Aaron, is I reckon, you know, it starts off with, you know, feelings of anxiety, which might lead to feelings of, you know, depression, um, very low self-worth, suicidal thoughts, things like that. Yep. Have you ever worked with anyone in that state, like suicidal heaps, thoughts? Heaps, yeah. And, you know, what advice then would you give? Because you know, there could be someone listening to this right now who, mm-hmm. who's going through something and... You know, they may feel trapped. They may feel no one understands. They don't know where to go. Yep. You know, what would you say to someone going through something like that at the moment? I'll say, I'll say for who's going through it. And also, I'll also say for those who have a loved one that are going through it. So I'm going to say two things. First of all, if you are going through it yourself, maybe just understanding that it's actually probably, it's a lot more normal to think about killing yourself than you actually think. So, Okay. I've been through it. I've That's been through it. So okay. when you're going through something like that, you think, oh my God, like I am an absolute failure. I can't even, we start judging the fact that we even think about it, that we even think about suicide. We actually, that actually makes things worse because we're judging and we're ashaming ourselves or even having the thought of, I should just kill myself. Right. I know it's pretty brutal, but that's what, what happens. We start shaming ourselves for that thought. The truth is, let's just say truth there. Most people, have thoughts at times in their dark moments. They think, fuck, should I just end it? I've done it. I've done it plenty of times. Yeah. When I've yeah. been in my dark times, I, the thought comes through going, should I just end this? Right? So it's it's more common than you believe. It's more normal than you believe. The problem is we start to go down a rabbit hole when you start judging yourself. So someone who's suicidal, if you dig, they're judging themselves. They're shaming them. They're absolutely, they're riddled with shame and they hate themselves. Okay. So that's, that's pretty much the core of why we feel suicidal. We're, we're shaming ourselves. We, we, we can't stand ourselves. It's a self-love issue. All right. So that's, that's just so you know that if someone's listening and they've gone through that, so, okay, <laughs> there's a part of me that I actually hate. Um, so it's more normal than you think. Now, number two, you can actually heal that. You can heal that. 
because you can heal parts of yourself that you hate. There's nothing that you can't heal. There's nothing you can't, because when you're in that state, you think there's no hope. Like I just should give up. Like, like I'm so ashamed. I hate myself. I'm so guilty about certain things and my life's fucked. Like I might as well just give up. There's, there's, you can't see any light. And, um, Pretty dark place, man. I would imagine. Very, very dark. I've been to some dark places myself, and you know, I've broken down, you know, on my own in private. Mm -hmm. I mean, the thought Mm -hmm. of killing myself, I don't look. I've had flashes go through my head. There's, there's no way I've ever seriously considered. That's right. Going through. I mean, obviously, things when things are going really bad, or you're you're questioning (laughs) yourself as a human, your worth, and Mm -hmm. you know what you're doing. You know, you do wonder and you ask questions, but yeah, I, I've never, I never would have done it. That's right. Yeah, really and that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. It's probably a better way to put it. Yeah. you've had flashes. I'd say right? flashes. Had, yeah, yeah, flashes. Now I've I've I been. Wonder. To, you know, the I wonder thought. You wonder. You know? That's what. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You wonder. You go. Fuck. Should I even just be here? Like, is it better off or not here? Now, where I got stuck in 2019, that was a, that was about a month where I was daily thinking, fuck, like. I'm really stuck here. Like I'm so ashamed. Part of it was that I was a mindset coach and um, cause I'll, I'll talk about what I experienced. So maybe it, it will help someone else and I'll explain some tips as well. When I was going through that really dark period, there was about a month where I was very dark. Like me and my girlfriend ended up breaking up cause I didn't feel stable enough for her. And at, just before the anxiety attack, I was well, cool. Like there wasn't, but I was so unstable I basically broke up. That was the main reason because I was so unstable. The when she when I was in my dark moments and I seen her face look at me in my dark moments, she was mortified. She didn't know what to do. That freaked me out that I was scaring her. So one of the reasons we broke up was so she can just she can not worry about me. And yeah. we spoke after, and she was she said to me she was she was worried that she was going to see me dead one day because I was yeah. that dark. And um. When I was going through that, now looking back on it, I was so ashamed. I was thinking about it, right? So the flash would come through, but then I'd grab it and go, fuck, I can't believe I just thought that. I can't believe I just thought that. And I'm a mindset coach and all this. And I started judging myself. You're a mindset coach and you thought that. You're a fucking gym owner and you thought that. You're a fucking loser. Everyone's going to think you're a fucking idiot. No one's going to work with you ever again. I just started drilling myself until I was just like, what's the point? So just know that it's normal to have those flashes, like you said, Simon, like the flashes. Yeah. But if you're considering it, it's because you're drilling down. You've held that flash and you've taken it, you've grabbed it, and you're just you're just drilling yourself. And right. that's why. Aaron, like when you obviously you're at a pretty low point. I can't say I've you know ever been at that point before, but hmm. what did you do from there, man? Like how did you who did you seek out? Like did you did you seek someone out personally? Was it I someone did. online? I um did. Yeah, what what I, happened? Like, I I I didn't I didn't tell anyone I was that bad. Like, it wasn't like I I didn't think I would ever do it. It was just the idea. I was in so much pain because of the shame and the guilt and and emotional pain. It was like I I was I was thinking fuck. Like it would be almost easier. Like I di- I didn't want to do it. I didn't. It wasn't like I was planning or anything. It was just like it was in so much pain. What I did was because I knew the tools that we know, like the mindset tools, I was doing that for five hours a day. So for five hours a day, I was doing us the stuff we know. And I might, I might have glimpses of hope and be like, Oh fuck, I understand. And something will click. But then like the next hour I'd go straight down and I'd, 
I spent about six grand on coaches that we know in, and not just you, but in communities yeah. we know of. Um, and it wasn't working. And that actually made me worse because I was like, fuck, if these people can't help me, I'm fucked. Like I trust these people. It wasn't their fault. Like <laughs> It's not their fault, but because I sought out these people that I trusted who I thought would actually get me out of it. Yeah. Get me out of it. That's when I really went downhill. That's when I was really struggling. And then I started searching for answers. I just kept searching for answers. I, I wanted to give up, but I knew that the, this wasn't it. Like there's something out there. And I actually stumbled across a mentor of mine that um, I worked with last year who introduced me to new modalities and, and taught me about um, the other side of anxiety and depression and mental health that I didn't know about, which is in the body, a lot of body work that I was forgetting about and a lot of childhood stuff that I forgot about. Um, and I seeked him out, found his modalities, and I healed some shit that I couldn't do just from the mind, and I did it in the body. And that, mixed with the stuff I knew up here, really healed me, like really brought everything together and helped me get through something that I thought I'd never get through. So my tip for if you are struggling and you are thinking of that stuff, just know it's normal to have those flashes. And if you're considering it, it's because you're, you've grabbed that flash, you're judging yourself, you're blaming yourself, you hate yourself, and you're just drilling down. It feels, it feels like it's, there's no way out. It feels like you're digging a hole and, and you're trying to dig your way out of it. But the more you dig, the deeper you go. That's what it feels like. Just know that the antidote to that is self-love. Is, is that's the simple answer. There's, there's not enough self-love. If you want to dig your way out of it, we need to um, get you more self-love and you can do that. You can work on self-love. That's a skill that we haven't learned in childhood. So, yeah. So with self-love, Aaron, like what's, um, what sort of things? Like, is it self-talk you're talking about? Is yes. it writing stuff down? Is it... Um... There's a mix of things. So like obviously um, the best self-love thing I've ever done personally is inner child work. All right, that's what I've done the last almost two years now. And like, I don't, I've never felt a love for that for myself ever. Like I've had moments of like love for myself, but this is more like a, I'm assuming this is what it feels like to have a baby, that love you have for your own child and you have it for yourself. So there's an inner child. Basically when someone's struggling like that, it's normally the, a, a past version of themselves that is traumatized or the, or the, there's perceived um, things that have happened in the past that they perceive has been gone wrong or, or they judge themselves about that's coming to the surface and going back in the past and, and healing that relationship with your younger version of yourself that is stuck inside of you energetically and loving that part of yourself does something that I can't put into words. It's this love for yourself that I can't put into words, but everyone that does it and gets that feeling and knows what I'm talking about and that has been the greatest thing to get me out of that hole that I was in. And for two years now, I've, I've, I've never felt this emotionally stable and, and, um, and okay with myself than I have in my whole life. And I can put my hand on my heart and say that it's because not just that, the other stuff I do too, also the mindset stuff, but like the mixture of self-love work in the body and doing the inner child work with the stuff that me and you know, has helped me really just yeah. be in the best place I've ever been. 
Personal development, you know, for me has been, that's a game changer. And I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of critics out there about it. And there, there's a lot of rubbish out there. Let's be honest. You know, there's a oh, lot yeah, of shit. Definitely, and definitely. there's, you know, charlatans <clears throat> and people that take advantage of people. It's one of the most, it's probably now become one of the most corrupt, you know, industries in the world. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, you know, you've spent 50 grand. That's, that's quite a bit of coin, 50 plus <clears throat> grand in it. Um, I spent a bit myself. Um, for me, it's been, yeah, unbelievably useful. And it's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. I started this podcast. It's because it's been such a huge influence on my life and some of the stuff I've learned and some of the people I've associated myself with on the way through, you know, I'd love to sort of have these conversations with and if someone else, it can start someone else's journey then, um, and that can have the same impact on them as it has had on me, then, mm. It's just, just be it'd just be so worth it, you know, and that's, yeah, that's why right. that's why we do what we do. But uh, fifty grand, tell us the good and the bad. Like, <clears throat> what's good, what's bad? Because it's exactly. a lot of money to spend, and yeah, it's not that you have to go out and spend fifty k. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, do you want me to tell them like what I found works? And what yeah. What did you work? find? What did you found that worked, and what did you found was for you? And someone mm. else may have a different experience. That's or right. Yeah. It was a waste exactly. of time for you. Exactly. Yeah. That's the first thing I'll say is what worked for me might not work for you. And that's kind of like, it, it's like exercise. Like you got to find what you liked, what works for you in exercise. Like you might like, I know you do CrossFit for me. I don't, I, that's too hard for me. I get too, I like, um, I like doing weights, a bit of running. CrossFit is fucking kills me. And yeah, I'll no, stop that, session. man. I'm, I'm, 30, that? I'm 39 now. And yeah, it's hard. Just, I was getting injured. I was. That's right. I just found that I was too worried about my speed. I couldn't. Yep. Yep. You know, I wasn't paying attention. So I'm more yeah. now into pretty much what you said, like very yeah. strict weight techniques. So a couple of days a yep. week, three days a week doing weights, and then I love running as well. Yep. So yeah, a couple Good. of days running as well. So exactly. So that yeah. works for you, right? That it works, works for me. Yeah. As I've gotten older, I've adjusted my methodology. Yep. Um, yep. I just couldn't handle the. It's intense. Yeah, it's I intense. It. I wish I could. Like, I just don't think my body. I think I would. I only did it a few times, and I was like, "Oh, my body's going to not handle this. I'm going to get injuries." But for other people, they love it and they get ripped and they just enjoy it. Yeah. Um. And same thing with like personal development. You got to find what works for you. What I'm suggesting, you might do it and go, "Nah, not feeling it," or it didn't really help my anxiety, or you know. And so, you really, you just got to test. But I tell everyone that, like. My beliefs are my belief because that's what I experienced. People have different experiences. But for me, for 50 grand, I did a lot of things. I, 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 first of all, I did therapy. So I did like psychologists. Um, and for me personally, it was a good stepping stone to get into the world. I, I, the most people that in the person development, a lot of people, I don't know if you have, but a lot of people went through some sort of system, whether it was a doctor or they went to get pills off a doctor or the therapy or they did some sort of thing and it kind of didn't work too well. So that's why they kept looking because naturally we trust the system before we trust, you know, someone random oh, guy. Charlatan, doing a, some charlatan yeah, on the stage. That's right. Some guy trying to sell yeah. us on the stage. We, <laughs> we probably don't trust them, but yeah. you know, you start. So for me, I did the the system. So I did the, um, the psychologist and, and, and therapy. And like I said, good stepping stone, that was probably the first person I felt safe to even talk to because I didn't really have anyone to talk to. So that was a good stepping stone, but again, didn't really do anything deep enough for me. And I, I didn't, didn't really heal anything. So like what I was feeling, I 
after all the sessions I did, nothing changed. But one good thing out of it was I got to open up to someone, had that connection that, oh, fuck, they're not going to judge me for what I say. So that was really good. Yeah. Um, did a lot of the stuff that we, we did. Mojo Master, he's really, really good. So I still recommend Mojo Master and the stuff that he teaches. Yeah, I do as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah he's, he's very, very good. Yeah. Um, and it depends on what you want. Like Mojo is unbelievable for like results. If you want results in life and like mission, he's like the man to go for for that. If you've got severe anxiety, probably I wouldn't recommend that straight away. That's probably after you do the anxiety work that I recommend. And then maybe do like a Mojo Master or a Martini or yeah. whatever. It really depends on where you are in life and what you really want to do. Um, so Mojo Master really helped me like get on, on track and balance my emotions, my, my mindset. Um, but yeah, when I went through the anxiety attack, that stopped working a bit. And then I did um, a lot of body work, the nervous system. So a lot of breath work in a child, um, a lot of uh, like just nervous system stuff, which is body work. And that really calmed my nervous system, like got me connected to myself, self-love. And that mixed with the Mojo stuff, Martini stuff, has been like my cocktail. That's like my cocktail. I've got my cocktail of like Mojo Master, D Martini. I've got the, I've got um, all the inner child work and all that stuff. Yeah. And I, I just sip that. And that works for me. Now, if someone else sip that, they might not like it, but depends. So what you're saying really, mate, effectively, is you're saying you've got to try something. You've got to start from somewhere. Yeah. Get involved. Yeah. Start Get involved. doing it. Do something. Like Something's do better something. than nothing. Yeah. Do like, something. Just like exercise. Go yeah. to CrossFit. What I just said about CrossFit, you might yeah. go there and go, this just feels so good for my body. And that's right for you. That works for you. That got you the result. You're moving your body. You're enjoying it. What else do you want? <laughs> you know what I mean? You might hate running. Like, yeah. we like running. I, I don't mind it, you know? So just get out there and do it because that's the main thing. You'll find what works and what doesn't work. And I used to say things like, like this is the only thing that works. This is the only thing that works. But what I've realized is that's bullshit because – what works for me might not work for you. It, I personally help a lot of people with the stuff with my cocktail, you know, the the, the, the mojo stuff and the, the mindset and the inner child. And that seems to work for a lot of people. Some people it doesn't. You know, some people, they need yeah. different things. So try what works for you. Just get out there and find what works. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think like a lot of attention, you know, gets paid to, you know, the physical got to train you know you got to eat right and and do all Mm. that and that sort of gets pushed at us a lot of the time but i still think not enough on on the mental side and i think that unfortunately we don't get that training as kids we don't get mental training it's it's more about physical training schools are definitely getting better my wife's a school teacher and um they are they're they're starting to really implement some some cool stuff now that wasn't around when i was a kid but yeah I think as a whole, as a society, um, I don't think we should be scared of, you know, the personal development space. It's not a, you know, it's not a woohoo, you know, everyone smoking mm. peace pipes sort of. That's right. That's right. You know, space. It, it, it is, you know, it is useful and it's something that I think everyone should get involved in and they should start from somewhere. So um, I think yeah. if you can learn to control your mind, tame that beast, mm. really understand what, what's going on at, at, at a deep level. I mean, that can only be good, you know, in my opinion. So Yeah, yeah, I agree. Just what if you're drawn to something, I'd say like whatever you're drawn to, just go and do that. It might be a psychologist. It might be a, like a Martini, or it might be some shaman. Or it might be 
whatever if you're drawn to it and your heart is like pulling you towards it, I'd say just do it. And yeah. Yeah. And Aaron, like just the last question I want to throw at you before we finish up. So you've had a lot of limitations. Obviously, this is a forum about learning from other people's limitations, our own limitations, and trying to smash through them. What would you say the most important aspect or component is for you know overcoming our limitations and smashing through what we think is possible? And we're at a certain point and we think, which is we can't get past this. I can't get past this point mm. at the moment. Yeah. What would you say is, is the most um, critical factor? If you asked me this like two years ago, I'd have a different answer. But now what I've been through... I'll, what would I'll it have been two years ago? Let's start two years ago two and then years, tell me today. Two years ago when I was like killing it in the gym and I was pushing my limitations, like what I thought was possible with financial goals, like my my body fat goals and all that kind of stuff. And, and just anything, like I was pushing the limit and it was working. I, and which worked, but then I pushed it too far and, and then I was fucked for like a year. I couldn't do anything. So I'd say that I, two years ago when I was in that, I'd be like, just fucking do it. Just forget about forget about the limits and just go for it and just push and push and push. And that can work, but you can really watch yourself. you got to watch yourself with that because you can push it too far and you can just absolutely burn out and, and your body will just cave and then you'll be fucked for a while. So that would have been my thing back then just push now it's more like if you if you've got a limit i believe a, the limit is there's probably a few things with limits like you don't believe you can do it because maybe you don't know let's say financially you grew up in poverty and no one around you had money well that's kind of like a environmental limit like you don't believe it's possible because no one around you had it um but i believe the antidote to limits is self-love okay because you don't believe you can. You don't believe you can make that money, or you don't believe you can have that body, or you don't believe you don't have that partner because you don't think you're worthy of it. A lot of the times, you don't think deep down. It's like I'm not worthy of that money. I'm not allowed to have a million dollars. I'm not allowed yeah. to have a job I love. I'm not worthy. So I found personally, um, I broke more limits. Obviously, my my weight's gone up since I left the gym, so that's uh, I haven't broke that limit. But like I've broke other limits out of self love. You know, limits like creating an online business. I thought I'd never be able to do that. And what I did was I, 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 the way I did that was I loved myself. Even if I was going to fail this, I loved myself no matter what. So that gave me that, that, um, that drive, not out of desperation, but like a loving energy that, you know what, I'm going for this because I want to do it. And I love myself enough to go for something I love. And if I fail and it doesn't work, well, I'm still going to love myself. And that's really helped me break the limit of like, just for example, going full-time online, you know? So for me, I've found that self-love has been a great yeah. breaker for limits. You're pretty pretty big on self-love, man. Yeah, I am. I am. Yeah. I'm sure this has resonated with, you know, people listening to this, if someone's interested, where can they find you, man? How do they, how do they reach out to you? Probably the best is just, just Facebook. So Aaron Cartwright, either my um, my personal, which is Aaron Cartwright, or my business, Aaron Cartwright Men's Anxiety Coach. If you're a ma- if you're a male, I've got a free Facebook group for anxiety, and I've got heaps of tips in there, and um, people love it in there. So, and if you want to, after that, I've got other programs, but that's a good starter. Awesome. Aaron, thanks a lot, man. Uh, That's all right. Love the chat. All right. And and, uh, 
Yeah, uh, just good to talk to you again. It's been a while. We're going to catch been, up. Yeah, I know. Too long. Too long. Right, I love the, the whole Mojo community. I love the whole Mojo As community. As do I, man. I love it. So, Best community. Yeah. No, good on you. Really appreciate it, man. Take care. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening, guys. If you got value from this, show us some love. Give us a thumbs up and a subscribe. We look forward to bringing you so much more content in the future. And remember that each and every one of us does have our own limitless potential.